The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Childcare providers are on the brink of closure with staff shortages and rising costs. The CEO of Tigers Childcare, Karen Clintz, is calling for urgent action to ensure adequate provision is made to prevent the collapse of the whole sector. Karen Clintz joins me on the line. Good morning. Morning, Pat. How are you? Very well, thank you, Karen, on a, a lovely day. Now, tell us, why is the sector in crisis? What are the specific problems? I suppose the main problem that we have is in regard to staffing and staffing levels and huge wage inflation. And we've had huge reform, I suppose, across the sector with the introduction of different core, different funding streams, but they're not being adequately funded enough to be able to make ends meet. And what you're having, so I suppose we had a wage structure put in place that started, which was well needed, our colleagues needed to be paid better in September of this year, but there's been huge wage inflation since then. And government funding hasn't changed to be able to, I suppose, to pay those type of wages and to make ends meet. Um, And then we have a fee freeze on the other end for parents, which again needs to be there because the cost of childcare is so high. But so I suppose what's happening is providers have been left in the middle to subsidise all these increases, along with normal increases that we all know about, such as light and heat and just the cost of running these services is spiralling out of control and the funding is not ac- ad- adequate to be able to continue to do now, that. The Minister, Roderick O'Gorman, announced a €28 million Euro funding increase, uh, and this uh, amounted to a total, therefore, of €287 million. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, and it sounds like a lot of money, but what that means to a provider like myself, I'm a multi-site operator, I'm, I'm 19 sites I'm operating in, it's a 0.5% lift in revenue. When you're looking at, I have had an increase in revenue of 7% last year. I am introducing a new wage increase from next month because I have to or I won't be able to keep my staff of 8%. That's in line with 90% increase in my heating and electricity costs, 85% increase in just trying to recruit, along with all of the other increases that we all know that every business is dealing with, and a 0.5% increase in revenue. Like It has to come from somewhere, and where it comes from is a reduction in the profitability of the sector. And when you reduce the profitability of the sector, where that's pulled from is quality education to early years to children. It's pulled from quality. And so we're going back. We have these amazing policies now that, you know, they are amazing. Making sure that every child can get a place and can be funded, particularly children who are most in need, is incredibly important. Making sure our colleagues are paid correctly is incredibly important. I'm trying to figure this out because everything is designated, isn't it? You know, the the ratio of staff numbers to children numbers. Um, Now the wages are designated. Um, The grants that they pay you are designated. And the fees that you can charge are uh, controlled, I suppose, by market forces. But you think you can't go any further with that. So there's no, there's not much scope uh, in terms of improving your lot unless the government gives more. Is that bottom line what you're looking it for? It is, yeah. Like there's two ways that this can be done. You know, you can increase fees, which we don't want to happen and we don't think should happen, or the government has to dig deeper. 
like at the end of the years, the spend on early years is the biggest, you know, bite for their book they'll get back in the long term benefits that it has for society as a whole, you know, and, and there's no point in putting these policies in place unless there's a real understanding of the costs that we're up against. And I think that's where, where government needs to look. They're always looking back. So, you know, we, I spoke to government a number of weeks ago and they were saying, OK, when the first year of annual returns come in, we'll look at that. That's October. And then they'll make a change for September 2024. But by the time you make the change in September 2024, so that information's out of date. It's like we're working on an ERO and wage rates that were set in September and they're no longer the wage rates. I'm not hiring, you know, at minimum levels of 1370. I'm hiring at minimum levels of about 1540. So, you know, and, and I'm making up the gap because I'm not being funded to that level. You know, and, and it's all well and good. I, I am a multi-site provider. We're, we're financially backed. But I'm the minority in the sector. You know, there's 85% are standalone services that are struggling to make ends meet and are looking at it. All you have to do is go in any childcare form and you'll see people saying I'm closing down or I'm close to closing down. And I'm inundated with people asking me to buy their services. It is a national crisis. I never closed a room past before um, COVID. Never in, in the history of 22 years did I have to close a room or refuse parent service. I'm closing a room every week because I can't staff them. Now, what do you mean by closing a room? So if I don't have enough staff, adult to, to children ratio, I can't open the room and provide care. Because so I'd be, that I'd be room active. remains locked effectively. No yeah. children can uh, occupy that room. Yeah, I have to call parents on the day and say, look, I don't have enough staff to open. I'm not able to staff your child's room. You'll have to find an alternative care. I have a brand new site out in Dodderbrook I can't open. Because I could, there's absolutely no way I could start, get 23 new, new staff into the sector to be able to open the doors of it. And this is where we don't have enough childcare to go around. So when you talk there about unless the government intervenes, there would be a diminution in quality. For some, it means a diminution in access. There's no absolutely. access. Uh, yeah. And when, when you say that there might be a diminution of quality, Given that all these workers are supposed to have qualifications, does it mean that you would have to hire people who are not as qualified? We we can't hire, and I wouldn't be for hiring people that aren't qualified. We don't want to go back down that route. You know, everyone being qualified has led to, you know, really quality service. But what it does mean, Pat, you know, there are ratios, but if you can imagine working in a baby room, you know, and you're working on small ratios, the minute someone steps outside that door to change a nappy or when it's feeding time, children need one-on-one care. And you don't want to diminish quality by having one person with, a, I suppose, a rotating belt of children up to change their nappies because they're unique times of care. That's actually when a child should get more care from their, their care, not less care. So we have to overstaff rooms at those times so people aren't left working under pressure and over ratio. They're the types of things that we'd need to pull if things get tight. We wouldn't be able to do that anymore. Also, you know, as a multi-site operator, we have a quality team that makes sure that they go around and making sure that they're supporting staff, that they're making sure that they're upskilled, making sure that services are provided to a quality. That's something in the National Development Plan, Workforce Development Plan, that, that people are calling that they should be there. We're doing that. You know, we're kind of leading and spearheading and saying this is what needs to be in the sector. But yet yeah, the minute that happens, I'll have to pull that, you know, yeah. the minute things get tight. Now, now, Karen, is your business uh, cyclical? You know, is it seasonal rather, I suppose? Do things change in the summer as maybe parents can take time off and spend more time with their children and don't need childcare? I'm just wondering when you enter into those contracts with parents and what you might already know about what's looming in September. 
there's a certain seasonality to it, but it's, it's you know, I suppose that impacts probably about 20% of our business, but the majority of our care is full-time care for children. You know, there's, a, I suppose, the ECC program is cyclical, is 38 weeks of the year. But what we're seeing more and more is a need for full-time care, I suppose, especially with the affordable childcare scheme being there for parents and allowing them to return to work. So, you know, because they're getting funding towards their childcare, well, actually, you know, that's enabling them to go back to either full employment or to be able to go back to college and train. And they're more full-time year-round things. So there's only a certain cycle to, I suppose, um, to it but most of it is the the need is really there for full-time care so therefore i'm really wondering what the situation will be uh, come september if you can't get staff not you particularly but the sector can't attract more staff because as we know we're at the fullest employment we've ever had um i don't know where they're going what kind of jobs they're taking but if they're not available to your sector what's going to happen come september you know, you're just going to see more room closures. You're going to see more service closures. You're going to see more pressure on the colleagues that we have. Like, you know, I suppose these, again, the, the free funding streams are amazing, but there's a huge amount of administration. And again, I'm lucky enough to have an administration team, but you're talking again, 85% of people don't and they're pulled into work in their services because they don't have the colleagues. And then they're spending their evening catching up, you know, on um, on all their administration work. And you can just imagine the toll that's taking on individuals. So it's a really scary prognosis. You know, working in early years, is, it's it's a lovely role, uh, you know, and it's a role that people would love to be doing if they were paid adequately for it. Um, and the pressures are that people just, you know, can't afford to make ends meet on the, the type of wage scale that's currently there at the moment. And government needs to start acting on live information rather than outdated information when they're making core decisions. Yeah. You know, we we enter information into a system called the Hive and it's live. And as if we was updated, you know, live all the time, they'd be pulling real live information about what the sector needs to be funded, but they're not. You know, um, and it's firefighting constantly and there's no strategic direction. Yeah. Finally, that, that pay scale, it was designated entirely for the childcare sector. Uh, are there any other groups that would claim relativity with you so that if the government did improve the base standard of pay for the sector, would there be anyone else piggybacking on it and saying, I want some of that, please? Look, I'm sure there is. The cost of living crisis is there. You know, it's real for everyone, particularly, low, you know, our lowest paid employees. Um, so, you know, I, I think there is pressures there, but we are in a time when, when government does have money um, and the right decisions have to be made. And I think, you know, our youngest, most vulnerable children in society are the ones that, that deserve a bit of that pie, you know, and we have to, you know, for the economy to tick, we have to have parents that can go to work. And, you know, it is a very real thing that parents are getting called all the time to say, look, we just can't offer the service today. Um, and they're being impacted. Yeah, Liz and Kildare says on my text screen, childcare providers' costs are 70% wages, which are static, yeah. and 30% overheads. Childcare providers uh, only have inflation, therefore, on 30% of their costs. All staff wages subject to inflation. There's no staff shortage, therefore, it's a wage shortage. That's according to Liz. I think there are people that are qualified that aren't working in the sector due to the wages. But I, I mean, I think there is huge wage inflation. Like, absolutely. When, when I look at the last three years, year on year, I've had an 8%, a 7% and an 8% again. Yeah. You know, that's the type of wage inflation. And core funding helped with that last year. But now I'm in a position as a provider that I was actually better off without core funding. 
can't come out of the core funding program because then, you know, my parents couldn't come with their affordable childcare scheme. So I'm stuck in something that's just not working. Karen Clintz, CEO of Tigers Childcare. Thank you very much for joining us on the programme. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.